Check it out, Startup Nation. I know many of you are trying to improve your marketing performance, right? You have your business or your e-commerce store, and you're trying to increase that brand awareness. No worries. I got you. You should listen to the brand new Keep Optimizing podcast. That's optimizing with an S and not a Z. It's a marketing podcast that will provide you with not only the latest tips and advice in the game, but also you will hear from experts in their field when it comes to email marketing, SEO, and more. This is a must-listen-to podcast for my e-commerce entrepreneurs. It's hosted by Chloe Thomas, who is a 15-year marketing expert, best-selling author, and award-winning podcast host. It's already a top 20 marketing podcast in seven countries, so clearly you're going to get amazing value every episode. So as you can see, Style Nation, you're in good hands with my girl CT. So listen and subscribe to the Keep Optimizing podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you like to get your favorite podcast. You can also get more information at keepoptimizing.com. The link is there in the show notes. It's time to be about that life, the startup life. Here's your host, Dominic Lawson. All right, Startup Nation, so I hope you're ready to receive some value today. My name is Dominic Lawson, and this is The Startup Life, the show for entrepreneurs and career-minded professionals. You know, Startup Nation, one of the things I'm always fascinated uh, when it comes to uh, innovation is innovation in the healthcare space. You know, we have a lot of people who are, are, are looking for those solutions in that space, and our guest today is definitely on the forefront of doing just that. He is the co-founder, he's the founder and CEO of Tissium, a Paris-based company that is looking to revolutionize the medical technology used to support post-surgical tissue healing with the platform of novel devices. He is Christoph Bansell. CB, how's it going, my man? I'm doing very well, thank you. All righty, all righty. So let's just hop right into it. If you would, sir, just kind of share your origin story and your background a little bit, if you don't mind. So I'm a... I'm a native from south of France. I was born in south of France. Then uh, I did uh, my undergrad and grad school in Paris. Okay. Uh, my parents are a medical doctor and an engineer. So maybe this is why I kind of ended up in that field. Mm. And after studying, uh, after doing a master of engineering, uh, in general engineering, gotcha. I decided to sub-specialize in molecular biology. And I guess this is when I ended up in, a, in, a, in a working uh, in the healthcare space. This is how it's all started. Gotcha. Gotcha. Thank you for sharing that. You know, I'm always fascinated uh, by the origin stories because it just goes to show how much our parents kind of play a role in what we kind of ultimately become. Kind of talk about your parents a little bit more, if you don't mind, Christophe. So uh, my mom is, is a medical doctor, okay. and I think... Uh, uh, that had an influence on this notion of caring and how you, you can help a, and impact the patient's life. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was present, uh, I guess, in, a, in our discussion when I was younger. Right. And on the science side, uh, I think the engineering mindset uh, is something that uh, I was raised with and clearly something that I, 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 I was able to, to, to enjoy and develop when I uh, further studied. Gotcha. Uh, at the university. For sure. For sure. Thank you uh, for sharing that for sure. So let's kind of talk about your company a little bit, Tissium. Just kind of talk about how it came to be. Uh, and I know you do some, you know, it's kind of collaboration with MIT a little bit. Kind of talk about that a little bit. Yes. So Tissium is a company that was funded uh, based on innovation from the MIT, uh, a group at the MIT 
uh, received a day an email from a professor from the Children's Hospital in, in Boston. Mm -hmm. And basically, he was seeking for a new way, a new technology to be able to uh, repair uh, defect inside newborn's hearts. Right. And the challenge was, how can I close a defect uh, in a beating heart on, 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 on a, such a, a tiny, uh, tiny heart? And uh, the team at the MIT had designed uh, a material that uh, could have some properties uh, to be able to fix uh, and glue inside in a wet environment. And basically, we looked at the technology and we said, okay, uh, if that technology uh, would be able to deliver upon the promises, uh, it could be uh, it could become transformational in the field. Because one of the challenges you have when you repair tissue, you want them to heal. But uh, in many cases, the, just the gesture to, to repair the tissue with a suture or with a staple mm -hmm. is damaging the tissue before it can heal. So the idea was, would we be able with that uh, polymer to cut back tissues together without damaging them so they could heal better or faster? Gotcha. Gotcha. Thank you for sharing that. And I know you, you kind of started with like the, the kind of, uh, the re not necessarily replacement for like stitches and stuff like that, but that's kind of where it all started. But then you started to kind of build a, like, you know, other products that kind of was an offshoot uh, and had this portfolio of products. I, I guess what I want to ask you is, you know, when you're scaling and you, and you're thinking about, uh, you know, the, the first product, is it a situation where you're thinking about trying to create other things that offshoot from that? Or did it just kind of happen organically? Kind of talk about that process, Christoph. Um, yeah, that's a tricky, yeah, that's sure. a great question. And that's something which is a bit tricky for, for the company and for an entrepreneur, because sure. basically you need to start from something. You need to try to answer one question, one problem. Right. And in that case, uh, you tend to be very specific and focused on what you need, you need to achieve. Uh, but at the same time, in our case, the core of the technology is a new family of materials. Mm. So it can have multiple applications down the road, but you cannot start going in every direction. So at the beginning, what we did, we picked one specific application, right. which allowed us to really step-by-step uh, -step construct the material to be a clinical grade uh, product that could be used uh, in patients for patients, and at the same time, we ask ourselves what would we need to do so that if we are eventually successful, this, this the core of the technology could be used in other scenarios. So it was kind of short term, highly uh, rigorous um, process to deliver on our objectives. And at the same time, always put in perspective uh, what would be the benefit to build a broader platform. Gotcha. Gotcha. And thank you so much uh, for answering that, because I know a lot of entrepreneurs, they kind of, uh, uh, they, you know, they sometimes that we, we think, you know, we have a successful product and we and we scale too fast and stuff like that into other things. And so I, I appreciate uh, that approach. You just kind of shared with us, Christoph, uh, for sure. I want to ask you this because, you know, you're, you're in the medical field and I imagine there's, you know, when you're talking about new products and stuff like that, there's tons of regulation, uh, tons of regulation, tons of things you have to kind of navigate through. And, and as you scale globally, I, I guess I want to hear about the process of, you know, having your product. You know, I know you're based there in Paris and Europe and stuff like that. 
I guess I'm curious about like how do you sell the product like in the United States or as opposed to Europe, as opposed to maybe Japan or something like that? Because I know you went to school in Tokyo. I guess I'm curious about how do you navigate through those different regulations based on the region you're in? Yes. So that's a great question. Uh, to My conviction uh, is that today when you develop a technology in the field, uh, in the healthcare field, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's a drug or a medical device, uh, you must uh, see it from a global perspective. What I mean by that is uh, the requirements, the work that is at stake is so big and the regulations are such that you need to aim for a leverage down the road. So what we typically do is uh, we we tend to have a strategy that allows us to be able to uh, comply to the different requirements from the, those geographies. So as of today, we have been mainly focusing on the requirements for Europe and uh, the United States. Right. Uh, and clearly, the United States for us is, is, a, is a top priority. Uh, that being said, uh, we, we design the technologies with, uh, with standards so that uh, eventually, down the road, we would be able to also comply to regulation uh, in Japan or in China or, or in, in the countries where we would uh, eventually expand. But as, a, as an early investment and the way we design our uh, regulatory strategies, we always take into account the fact that uh, this product have to be, these solutions have to be global solutions down the road. So we will apply the specific geographies, obviously, but when we design the strategy, when we design the requirements of, of that the technology needs to, to substantiate, uh, we always have in mind the fact that uh, this product uh, will eventually uh, be a, a cross-regulation uh, in multiple regulatory uh, systems. Gotcha. Gotcha. Thank you uh, for sharing all of that, Christoph, for sure. Once again, started make sure we're talking to Christoph uh, Bansal, the uh, founder and CEO of Tissium. And if you want to check out that website, Startup Mission, we have the link there uh, in the show notes for easy access if you're listening to uh, the replay on the podcast. So I, I want to kind of uh, talk about, you know, funding and fundraising and stuff like that. You know, when you're in the healthcare space and, and granted, you're, you're, you're bringing something new to the table and stuff like like that and it comes to fundraising uh is it just as challenging as, as like fundraising any other type of technology outside of healthcare is it is it is it easier because you know oh it's healthcare everybody needs this of course we're going to throw you money kind of talk about that process Christoph, if you don't mind yes um, in fact i would struggle to to have an opinion on other fields because uh, okay. i i did spend most of my career in the in, in the in the healthcare field sure. uh but one one reality is that um, in the healthcare space, uh, because of regulation, because of the type of data and, and evidence you need to put together, and the standard of quality that are a necessity for your product, mm. uh, th- those processes and investments are quite long. So you need to be ready to to embark on a long journey. So that's a piece, and usually it's synonymous to you will eventually uh, need to raise a significant amount of money. The second component, which is quite uh, important, I think, is um, science and biology takes time. Mm. In order for you to demonstrate, to validate, to prove, to ensure the level of, a certain level of quality 
it takes time because you have to do experiments and it takes a certain time to run those experiments. You need to validate the systems. And um, so you need to be ready for a long time frame. And because of the regulations uh, that exist, uh, the process can be, uh, in some cases, long also. So I think what is important uh, when you design and start a business in the healthcare field is to work with investors who know those constraints. Because the time scale is quite important. And if you your investors are not... Uh, used to those dynamics, the complexity of a regulatory environment, the implications, the challenges when it comes to manufacturing and the quality that has to be associated to that, uh, you may have a, a disconnection between what you need to deliver in order to have safe products for patients and also the timelines of investment from your investors. So making sure that you, my experience has been that it has been quite critical so far to be able to discuss with uh, and engage with investors that knew the field, that knew what it takes to build such uh, technologies and that were willing to take the risk and uh, add the patience to allow us to do what's right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Thank you for sharing that. You know, I want to ask a follow-up because you talked about, you know, the manufacturing piece, because I know due to COVID, there's issues with supply chain and stuff like that. Have you been having those issues? If so, you know, what have they looked like? Have you navigate them? Kind of talk about, you know, running Tissium in the era of COVID a little bit. Um, Yeah. I mean, that that has been a very challenging uh, era for, for everyone. And uh, also uh, for all the people who have been uh, affected directly uh, with their families and loved ones. So, It has been a challenge for, for, for everyone across the globe. Um, when it comes for us uh, running a business, uh, we, we did two things. First of all, uh, uh, when we entered the lockdown period in France, uh, what we tried to do was uh, um, uh, reduce all unnecessary interactions between uh, our employees. So we, we move people to remote working. Uh, but in the, in the manufacturing facility, uh, we, we changed the shifts so that uh, we had a minimal presence on site. And just to give you a sense, uh, in our manufacturing facility, we are operating in clean room and the people in the rooms are already fully equipped with a uh, uh, you know, those equipments that are required uh, typically uh, uh, in sterile environments. Mm-hmm. But one thing that was, we had some stock of equipment and uh, one thing we decided at the time was to send some of those stocks to the hospital nearby because they were struggling with uh, with uh, with uh, uh, with access to those, to those uh, equipment. And after uh, we were able to refurnish our stocks with, uh, with suppliers, uh, one that crisis uh, went away. But yes, we, we faced a situation where we, we had to reduce our activity in a way and also prioritize what we could do and could not do. For sure. For sure. And, and, and you talked about, you know, uh, your, your teammates and, and the people that work uh, there at Tissium. Kind of talk about, you know, as the leader of Tissium and, and trying to keep morale high and to continue, I'm sorry, continue doing the work uh, and, and staying on mission with the work you do at Tissium. Kind of talk about that culture building in the era of COVID a little bit as well, if you don't mind. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I don't have a, uh, I don't have a, great solution what we tried to do uh, at least uh, at at the early beginning in the early days was to be very transparent Mm. with the team uh, update them 
share with them what we were aiming at, uh, try to listen to them, their feedback, uh, try to better understand uh, if we could do things differently. Or, I mean, learn from them from also their perspective. Uh, what we tried to do also was to really um, be very clear on what was the destination. Gotcha. And that what we had to face in those days was uh, maybe a, a side uh, journey, but the idea would be to eventually come back on, on track, which we which we are doing. Uh, but the, the way we, we, we did was uh, make sure that all the employees felt as safe as possible. Right. So they can, we could take that away as a burden, uh, make sure that they would be able to take care or their loved ones, their kids, their, their, I mean, the people they, they have to take care of while combining, uh, making sure that the company was uh, moving forward. Uh, uh, I know that they, they did a lot of efforts during uh, those periods and uh, it's still a bit the case. Now, to be honest, one of the challenges we have uh, uh, today is we can still, uh, we operate quite well to be right. very frank with you but all those pieces that make a company uh, and allow you to foster the culture and and make sure that people are uh, on the feel always feel on the same boat and heading the same direction it's a bit more di it's difficult today to put those things in place you know, uh, i believe that a company is a group of people aiming in the same direction and today uh, we have little uh, not as many chances or occasion to bring those people together and feel uh, that this, I mean, human interactions, uh, right. as, we, as I could say. And I think that's missing. Uh, we are trying to find ways to do that uh, in a more virtual manner, but it is not as effective as it could be, for sure. Gotcha. Gotcha. Thank you uh, for sharing that and, and, and being transparent, uh, you know, uh, about that, because I know a lot of people are, are, are trying to figure it out. It's a, it's a new thing. So I, I definitely uh, understand all of that for sure. Uh, I want to ask you this, because you talked about earlier about how you, you've been in the healthcare space for quite a while, uh, you know, and you, you got this amazing company, Tissium. I, I guess I'm curious, outside of what you guys do, what is something that you're excited about in the in, in the medical uh, tech healthcare space uh, outside of what you do? What are you excited about? Oh, there are a lot of, uh, I mean, very exciting technologies. Uh, sure. What I think has been, uh, what has impressed me in the last few years mm -hmm. is how technology starts to integrate. What I mean by that, when I started my career uh, in the late uh, 90s, uh, you had the field of biology, uh, engineering, all those fields were somewhat distinct. Right. And uh, in the recent years, I mean, for in the last uh, 10 or 15 years, you started to see a, a close integration between those different fields. And now when you speak about science, uh, it's a field where everything comes together. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, that will uh, yield tremendous innovation and, and, and uh, great technologies for patients. Uh, uh, in the next 10 or 20 years, I think one one field um, that will uh, see tremendous changes, I, I believe and I hope, uh, is the brain. Uh, for me, uh, I mean, the late, uh, the 80s uh, and 90s were uh, a, a great, I mean, tremendous time for everything related to the heart. Mm -hmm. And now uh, the brain is still very uh, unknown, but we are making huge progresses. So I think the integration of science, biology, 
molecular biology and all that comes together will uh, yield tremendous uh, innovation for patients uh, in that field. Gotcha. In, hoping to kind of collaborate even more with other people within the space? Uh, e, uh, hopefully. You know, yeah. our technology, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, as a company, our technology put us in a kind of unique situation. Right. What I mean by that is the heart of Tissium is a material. Mm. But it's not a product. A material is not a product. A material is what you can make, what you make of things. And in our case, we can make product that can be applied in very different tissues. Uh, today, our polymers, you can use them as a glue, as an adhesive, if you want to fix or to connect back tissues together. But more recently, uh, we were able, uh, two or three years ago, to use the polymer as a resin for 3D implants. So basically, now we are capable of 3D printing implants that can be uh, inserted in different places in the body. So uh, we can go one step beyond. And the way the technology was designed at VMIT, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, in the early days, they designed the polymer not to use it as a fixation technology, if I can say so, but more to release drugs inside the body. So we are capable to put uh, drugs inside our polymers and whether we use them uh, for fixation or whether we use them uh, for 3D printing implants, we can make those uh, products active with a drug. And these could be placed uh, in different locations, including the brain. So we don't see limitations from our technology on where it is used or how it is used. So we think there is tremendous opportunity. And currently, we're working on four different programs, which happen to be in very different locations inside the body. Got you. Got you. Thank you for sharing that. I wanted to ask that because we see a lot of people who, you know, when they when they start on the entrepreneurial journey, they're always thinking about, oh, I, I, I'm competing with this person who does something similar to me. But far off, you know, uh, quite often and very recently, we've been seeing a lot of entrepreneurs who are interested in kind of, you know, uh, doing that. So I, I appreciate you sharing all of that for sure, Christoph. Yes. So uh, the way we looked at it, I mean, the way you look at it, uh, you will get two different answers. If you look at uh, specific applications mm-hmm. using our technology, yes, there are some competing techniques. Of course. Because we are in the field of, uh, of uh, healthcare and uh uh, as you can imagine, uh, uh, the doctors, the surgeons, they are trying to help their patients. So you always have some solution. Is it the right solution? Is it the best solution? Can it be improved? Can it be done differently with a much better outcome? Uh, sometimes the answer is yes. So um, today, you always have a competing solution or product maybe but maybe in some cases it's not effective just to give you an example today we are designing uh, one of our products is a system we are designing it's the combination of uh, an implant that we print uh, w- that we freely print and that we combine with some of our adhesive and this uh, implant allows us to reconnect peripheral nerve after a trauma, after an injury. So basically, instead of swing the nerve back together uh, with uh, an implant or not, we are able to connect the nerve together so they can heal just with our system, inserting the nerves inside that chamber and connecting that chamber with our adhesive. So it's just to share with you that there are existing procedures or solutions, but we can bring them 
we can leap from them and go one step further. All right, Startup Nation, so we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We got to pay some bills. Once again, my name is Dominic Lawson, and you're listening to The Startup Life. Check it out, Startup Nation. I know many of you are trying to improve your marketing performance, right? You have your business or your e-commerce store, and you're trying to increase that brand awareness. No worries. I got you. You should listen to the brand new Keep Optimizing podcast. That's optimizing with an S and not a Z. It's a marketing podcast that will provide you with not only the latest tips and advice in the game, but also you will hear from experts in their field when it comes to email marketing, SEO, and more. This is a must-listen-to podcast for my e-commerce entrepreneurs. It's hosted by Chloe Thomas, who is a 15-year marketing expert, best-selling author, and award-winning podcast host. It's already a top-20 marketing podcast in seven countries, so clearly you're going to get amazing value every episode. So as you can see, Stoutermation, you're in good hands with my girl, CT. So listen and subscribe to the Keep Optimizing podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you like to get your favorite podcast. You can also get more information at keepoptimizing.com. The link is there in the show notes. Oralex powers this episode of the Startup Life. Startup Nation, as a podcaster, radio host, and business owner, I know a thing or two about the need for your message to come through clearly to your target audience. The last thing you want when trying to close a big deal over the phone or giving a sales presentation in your conference room is to have the person you are talking to be distracted by either the fact that you sound like you're in a warehouse or an outside noise like a fire truck. Trust me, Startup Nation. I know this all too well from experience. And that is why Oralex has your back. Oralex Acoustics creates professionally tested products that you can trust in a commercial space or at home. Better office acoustics improves intelligibility when video conferencing or generic conversation reduces stress and helps build a proactive work atmosphere. From a home studio for my content creators to your office space downtown, your gear performs better in an acoustically treated room. Trust me, you are in good hands with Oralex as they are the number one brand in acoustics, providing trusted solutions for over 40 years. Also, you can download the Oralex Acoustic Treatment mobile app in the Apple or Google Play Store to give you specifically designed and instantaneous recommendations for various room types. Go to Oralex.com and use the promo code STARTUP in all caps for 10% off your entire order. The link is there in the show notes if you are listening to the replay on the podcast. So if you are ready to stop sounding like you're having a sales meeting in a sports arena, go with Oralex. Professional audio made simple. Tresta powers this episode of The Startup Life. Okay, Startup Nation, I want to talk to you about our sponsor, Tresta. Tresta is an app for iPhone and Android that lets you do business calling and texting from anywhere. I know so many entrepreneurs that are still using their, their personal phone number for business calls. It can get complicated drawing the line between your personal and professional life. Startup Nation, this is the best business phone app out there. Whether you just need a business phone number or if your team is ready for a complete business phone system, Tresta is totally flexible and can grow with your business. And it's all unlimited. Calling, texting, and all of the powerful call management features like auto attendance, call recording, user groups, and more for just $15 per user per month. With Tresta, there's no contract, and you don't need any special hardware, just your smartphone you're already using. 
Tresta is easy to configure so you can set everything up yourself, all online, avoiding all the hassle and high overhead costs of setting up a traditional business phone system, which is important because as entrepreneurs, we are always trying to cut cost and time. They're offering a 30-day free trial so you can see if Tresta's virtual phone system is right for you. Communicate smarter and more efficiently with Tresta. Start now at Tresta.com forward slash Startup Life. That's T-R-E-S-T-A dot com forward slash Startup Life. The link is there in the show notes if you're listening on the podcast. Tresta, business communication simplified. All right, Startup Nation, welcome back as we continue our conversation with today's guest here on The Startup Life. For sure. Thank you for sharing that. Startup Nation, once again, we're actually wrapping up uh, with Christoph Bansal. Ben Sell, uh, the founder and CEO of Tissium. And once again, if you want to check out that website, we have a link there in the show notes for easy access. If you're listening to the replay on uh, the podcast, Christoph, I want to ask you this. I just want to kind of get your sense of I'm here in the States and I know Tissium is based there in, in Paris in the heart of Europe. Kind of share with me the entrepreneurial culture there in Paris and greater Europe, if you don't mind. What's your commentary on that? Um, so I think uh, there is an entrepreneurial spirit uh, in France and in Europe, for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, that being said, uh, there are a lot of things that we will sort of connect uh, and try to learn from, from the U.S. because the U.S. has been uh, uh, also uh, leading the way uh, on that front. Gotcha. Uh, I believe in the U.S. there is a stronger ecosystem when it comes to uh, financing. Okay. Clearly, that helps because uh, uh, this this has a significant impact. Okay, and the financial ecosystem in the US uh, has helped uh, develop a much bigger company. Gotcha. Uh, uh, another thing which is quite important, and this is changing in Europe. Uh, failure used to be in in France or in Europe, but clearly in France. Uh, not perceived as a way to learn and grow, which is not the case in the US. I spent, I did spend some few years in the US working myself, and uh, failure is also seen as an opportunity to grow, uh, learn, and expand, uh, which was not always the case uh, a few years ago in Europe. And now it's changing, which allows people to be willing to take more risk. And I think that's positive because entrepreneurs are people who are not afraid of risk, but they are more importantly people that manage this notion of risk. And being able to know that if you fail, you can uh, come back uh, and try again uh, is quite important. I think we're making great progresses uh, in France and in Europe, uh, and and that's quite important. In our case, we have a a strong... uh, uh, international culture, uh, just to give you a sense, we we are a 60-plus uh, employees company, and mm-hmm. we have 13 nationalities. So we are bringing people from around the world working with us. And as you know, our roots are uh, from the U.S. Right. The technology was uh, invented in the U.S. I was very lucky to be able to start the company with uh, Maria Pereira, who was one of the inventors of the technology while she was at the MIT with uh, Jeff Rekarp and Bob Langer. And uh, we have been able to to keep that strong connection between Europe and US, and we are extremely proud of it. Got you. 
Got you. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, and once again, before I ask the last question, uh, Christoph, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the startup life. We definitely appreciate all of your insight uh, into the medical health space and the medical tech space uh, and everything that you do at TCM and, and beyond. So I appreciate you sharing all that insight. And once again, Startup Nation, if you want to check out what TCM is kind of up to, once again, we have that website there in the show notes for easy access. And if you are listening on radio, it's TCM.com, T-I-S-S-I-U-M.com. Uh, and once again, if you listen to the replay on the podcast, we have a link there in the show notes for easy access. So Christoph, I'm actually going to hand the microphone over to you because given everything that's going on, we have a lot of entrepreneurs who are uh, feeling a little discouraged. If you would just kind of share with us some words of encouragement to take us out for today, if you would, good sir. Um, I guess you need to be optimistic. Uh, uh, this needs to be part of uh, who you are and what you believe in. And I, I have to be very honest with you. Uh, things doesn't go the way you anticipate, the way you plan. Uh, but the most important is that you need to surround yourself with people uh, who share uh, the same vision as the one you, you're trying to build. Uh, also making sure that uh, those people will be able to, to address all the challenges that you're going to face. One thing you cannot anticipate is what are the challenges you will be facing in the future. But the thing you can master uh, is to bring the right people around yourself and work with the right people so that when those, change, those changes happen, the team collectively will be able to face them. And I think uh, what I've seen so far in my few years of entrepreneurship was that uh, all the great successes and all the great challenges that we were able to collect to overcome was always overcome collectively. So it's uh, really how we are able to bring uh, the right people together on the same boat so we can go in the same direction. Awesome stuff. Thank you so much. I hear that. And that's going to wrap up this session of the Startup Life. Once again, we want to thank founder and CEO of, of Tissium, Christoph Bansell. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you. And as always, Startup Nation, if you have an idea, be about that life, uh, the Startup Life. If you want to let us know what you think about our show, have an idea for a show topic, or would like to advertise on our show, send us a message on the Startup Life Podcast Facebook page. And while you are there, like and follow our page as well. It's a great way for us to engage with you, Startup Nation, and really grow our community. The link is there in the show notes. Subscribe to the show as it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, or even on your Facebook timeline or any other platform you like to get your podcast. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts and you find our content valuable, please give us a five-star rating as it will help us climb the charts and help more people find our show. You can also listen to the show on the Startup Life Podcast new website. There you will find the all-new Startup Blog where I write on many topics that are interesting and helpful to you on your path to entrepreneurship. And hey, if you have an idea, be about that life, the startup life.